Thank you for joining the Together Church Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Our prayer is is that today's message will inspire you and help you move closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, Together Church, today I wanted us to pause our series on Jonah, and I wanted us to take just a moment so that we could all get some help to get refocused on hearing from God. You know, over the past few months that we've been bombarded with media overload, I mean, there are voices from all over the place that are trying to guide us and even navigate us through these uncertain times. The enemy is doing what he does best, and that is he's trying to cause chaos and confusion and division. And what we're seeing playing out right in front of our very eyes is spiritual warfare. But if we're not hearing from God's voice and being guided by our Father, then we're going to be blinded by those things. And this week, as I was processing everything that's happening around us, I was reminded of Psalm chapter 23, and more specifically, Psalm chapter 23, verse 3. You know, Psalm 23 is this passage that so many of us have heard at some point in our lives. You may be familiar with the line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, in in this psalm, what we see is a shepherd. Shepherd is God, and in him we have everything that we need. The shepherd lays us down in green pastures. The shepherd leads us to still waters, and he even walks with us through the darkest valleys. But it's in Psalm 23.3 that David said the shepherd also guides us on paths of righteousness for his namesake. And here in Psalm 23.3, David says that the shepherd guides me on these paths of righteousness. You know, sheep are notorious creatures of habit. I mean, they tend to do the same things over and over again. They can be just like you and I. If the sheep are left to themselves, they'll follow the same trails until they become ruts. They'll graze the same hills until they become some desert waste, and they'll even pollute their own ground until it's corrupt with disease and even parasites. There are no other class of livestock that require more careful handling or even more detailed direction than than sheep. You know, one shepherd said that the greatest single safeguard which a shepherd has in handling his flock is to keep them on the move. That is to say, not to keep the sheep in the same ground for too long. They, they can't do this on their own. They need a shepherd to guide them from place to place. The same can be said of you and me. We, we need guidance. We need a shepherd. And Jesus points this out in Matthew chapter 9 when he's walking among the crowds of the broken and hurting people. And he says that we are like sheep without a shepherd. You know, going back to the same fields to eat and drink from the same unhealthy wells, putting ourselves back into the same unsafe environments. You know, God's desire is to guide us and shepherd us on the right path. So so how does God do this? I want to give you just a few practical steps on how you can have the guidance of God in your life. And I want you to see how it is that God wants to guide you and how he wants to guide me. When God guides us, God guides us in this context of relationship. David said in Psalm 23:1, the Lord is my shepherd, and that is a relationship. And if you're looking for guidance in your life, then you have to have a relationship with Jesus. This is where guidance starts. It starts in this context of a relationship with God. 
The relationship that David is describing here is the same one that Jesus is describing in John chapter 10, verse 27. This is what he would call a dusk till dawn relationship. It's a consistent relationship. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or if your relationship is a on again and off again, then you're going to have a very hard time with God guiding you in your life. The reason that you're going to have this hard time with him guiding you is because you won't even know what God's voice sounds like when he's trying to guide you. And here's the interesting thing about sheep. Over time, sheep will come to recognize the voice of their shepherd. And this is a direct result of the amount of time that they spend with the shepherd. They'll get to know his voice. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Yeah, I was recently reading about a musical trainer who was hired to work with this opera, and he was working with these opera singers, and these singers just couldn't seem to hit certain notes within a particular octave, even though the notes fell within their vocal range. So it was kind of a musical mystery, to say the least. The, the trainer did extensive testing on the vocal cords, but he couldn't find any reason why they couldn't hit those notes. Then, just on a whim, he decided to test their hearing. And what he discovered is that these opera singers could not sing a note that they could not hear. The problem wasn't singing. The problem was them hearing. And until you hear the voice of God, you won't be able to sing his song. Why? Because you'll be out of tune. And that's how we get stuck in sinful habits and get stuck in negative cycles and destructive patterns because we don't hear his voice. The first mark of being a follower of Jesus is simply knowing His voice. Knowing His voice means that we know Him. Guidance from our shepherd begins through this context of relationship and knowing Him. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and, and I know them. He knows us. He knows them by name. The practical step for many of you today is to meet Jesus. And my question to you is, do you know him? Do you really know him? And once we have a relationship with God, he will begin to guide us. And when he guides us, God guides us incrementally. Although God could instantly transform us, he's chosen to develop you and me slowly. He prefers to work in these small steps in our lives. So why does God lead us this way? I think God leads us step by step and small steps is because you and I are slow learners. Now, we're, we often have to relearn a lesson 40 or 50 times to really get it. We need repeated exposure. So we have a lot to unlearn since most of our problems and all of our bad habits, those things did not develop overnight. It's unrealistic to expect these things to go away immediately. It requires the hard work of removal and replacement. The Bible calls it taking off the old self and putting on the new self. And this isn't going to involve some growth for us. And growth is often a painful and very scary thing, isn't it? There is no growth without change, and there is no change without fear of loss, and there is no loss without pain. Every change involves a loss of some kind. We fear these losses even if our old ways were self-defeating because like a worn-out pair of shoes, they were at least comfortable and familiar. 
But God wants to guide us into environments that are better for us. Now, when God guides us, He guides us to grounds that He's already walked on. It's all about the relationship that we have with Him. Relationships are built on trust, and we develop trust through His Word. Because God also guides us through His Word. If you're looking for guidance in your life today, you're going to have to to have that guidance in proportion to how much of God's Word is woven into your daily life. Like, we can't just go to God when we have big decisions or big problems. When's the last time that you just took the time just to read His Word? Just to read the Scriptures? You know the Word, His the Bible sets the direction for our lives? God's Word sets the directions for our lives. So you're going to have to provide a platform in your life to be in His Word. There has to be some continual interaction in Scripture over time, even when there are days when you don't have big decisions to make. When you are in the Word, you're building in this repetition factor of hearing His voice. Because you are going to need that in those moments where you feel that God is silent. The enemy causes a lot of noise between us and God. And there's a lot of noise between God and us. And 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, he says, hey, you need to stay alert and watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. It's a strange thing, but Peter says that we need to stay alert to the enemies, to the noise. Don't you think that if a lion walked right into where you are right now and started roaring that you would be very alert, wouldn't you? Now, we should be alert because when we hear his first roar to get our attention, but the Bible says that it's not just one time. He's doing it over and over. He continues to make noise, and we so easily focus on the noise of the enemy, and that noise places fear and doubt within us. We are surrounded by noise right now, but the way that you cancel cancel that noise out is by investing in the Word. Regularly spending time in the Word helps us to know Him and to know God's voice. That's why when He says, my sheep know my voice and I know them, the way we know His voice is by the way that we live in His Word with our lives. And we can wash out the sound of the enemy just by being in His Word. God guides us in His Word. God also guides us in community. And this may come as a surprise, maybe it doesn't come as a surprise, but a shepherd is interested in the flock, not just in the sheep. The shepherd leads a flock. The flock moves together. So what happens when that one gets out of the flock? Well, in Luke 15, when the one sheep gets lost, Jesus said that he would go out and put it on his shoulders and bring it back to the flock. Now, had the sheep stayed in the flock, he would not have ended up in the thorn patch stuck. But what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, stay in the flock. A good shepherd says, let's stay in the flock because we are the people of the church. And at Together Church, you have to find your flock. In other words, you have to find a together group to get involved with, people to live your life with. You have to get in a group to know the full guidance of God in your life, and you need to recognize the role of a together group in your life. Get some friends who love Jesus and love you that can help bring spiritual guidance to your life. If you have the Word and the Spirit and community around you, then you will find guidance a lot clearer in your life. The word together, 
We're together, church. The word together, it means to get there. You get together. To get there, you get together. You need community. And to be in the flock, you need community. Everybody wants community. The question is, are you in the right community? And when you're in the right community, you don't end up on the wrong paths. And that leads us to the next point. God does not guide on wrong paths. He guides me in paths of righteousness. That's a big word, but it's, it's a big word for right paths, good paths, righteous paths. If you're on a wrong path, then get off of the wrong path and you'll find guidance from your shepherd. You, you get off wrong paths and Jesus will guide you because he only guides on the right paths. That may mean you have to break up with someone. That means you may have to leave a job. You may have to make an apology. You have to get off the wrong path to get on the right path. God guides best when there is a higher vision than just simply what's good for you. In verse 3, he says, My shepherd guides me in paths of righteousness. Listen to this. For his name's sake. For a lot of life, guidance is God helping me figure out what is best for me. But that's not what God is for. Listen to me. God is for what's best for you and what's best for him. He is for your good, but he is also for his glory. So he wants you to take the job that is best for you, the one that fits your abilities, the one that fits your desires, but he also wants us to be in the job in the moment so that what is for our good is for his glory. And he may put us in a position that we don't love right away in order for him to get more glory and honor and praise. I mean, you want a shepherd who will guide you into a place that will bring the most glory for him. You, you want to be in a place where you are moving in your gifts and that you see how in this moment he's guiding you through all of the details and he is known and he is glorified. My shepherd leads me on the right path for his glory. So our place in life is to be in a good place. He wants us to feel alive. He wants us to be in community. He wants the very best for you. He wants you to be in that place so that he can get glory. He does all this for his name's sake. The best question that we can ask is, what's best for you in this decision, God? When you're faced with decisions, what's best for you in this decision, God? If you want to see Jesus more clearly, if you want to see him more clearly, then you've got to spend more time praying. You've got to spend more time just seeking and getting away from the noise. I love when David writes this, where he's coming from this place of understanding as a shepherd himself that God is providing and God is moving in his life. And that he realizes that everything that he ever needs is there. In the midst of everything that's going on around him, he is allowing God to guide him. He allows God to guide him. And Jesus does the same thing with his disciples. We see over and over and over again that when the noise was so loud, Jesus speaks so softly right to us. And I want to challenge you, church, that 
we may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, which is what David wrote right here. Because he says that you guide me on paths of righteousness. And the next verse says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Being guided. Being guided. Today I challenge you to shut off all forms of whatever it is that is speaking in your life. What has the loudest voice that's not God? I want you to shut those things off so that you can hear His voice clearly. Because here's the thing, God has a word for you. He wants to guide you, He wants to guide me, He wants to guide our church through this season. And He wants to guide it for His name's sake so that people will look at Him and look to Him. My prayer for you this week is the same thing that I've been praying for our church and and for me personally, is that my ears would be so attentive to the things that He wants to say to me. I believe that His words are powerful. I believe that He wants to use us. I believe that He wants us to help continue and to introduce people to Jesus and walk with them. And my prayer is that God would use you but he would get you in a place to where you can be still and be quiet and hear from him because he's got a word for you. And I don't know what the word is, but I know he wants to speak to you. So let's today position ourselves in a place where we can hear from him very clearly and ask him, God, what is it that you want me to know? What do you want to tell me today? And I believe he's going to speak. And I want to pray for you right now and just ask God to speak so clearly to you and guide you and help direct your steps so you no longer have to be guided by fear and directed by fear but you can be directed by the holy spirit so father we thank you so much today for what you're doing in the lives of the people in our church what you're doing in our lives personally god i just pray blessings over them and as we walk in these days that we will not be guided by the voices on the outside the enemy is so loud right now God, I just pray that we would get in your word and get in the community with, with other believers and that we would hear clearly from you. And God, that we will walk in cadence with that of your Holy Spirit. So Lord, just help us to focus and hear from you today. We receive whatever it is, the word that you give us, and we pray these things in your name. Amen.